You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, Episode 19. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. So excited to have you join us for today's topic. This subject today is something that I'm really jazzed about, something that's near and dear to my heart. As I've discussed before, prior to transitioning into executive coaching, I spent years, over two decades, as a psychotherapist in practice, working with individuals, families, couples to help them make positive changes in their lives, to help them grow and and connect to a, a more positive future. However, as I look over my career and I look at the training that I got in the mid 80s, it was definitely a training focused on a disease model, focusing on symptoms and what was wrong and what would bring people into counseling that was wrong in their lives and how to help them overcome obstacles, get past what wasn't working and on to hopefully a more productive, more fulfilling life. But it was definitely a problem-focused disease model that I was trained under. What I love about our topic today is that it focuses around positive psychology, which has really come out in the last 10 to 15 years pretty strongly in let's do research and better understand how humans who are flourishing who are doing really well, what are they doing and what can we learn from them? Our guest today is Megan McDonough. She is the co-founder and CEO of the Wellbeing Institute, which is an educational organization that focuses on the science of whole person well-being. Megan brings incredible wisdom to today's show. She talks about different research studies that have taught us not only how we can partner with our clients as coaches to help them meet their dreams and meet their goals, but what we can also do for ourselves because we going into any relationship being the best we can be will be the best for that relationship. So you will walk away from this interview today with some specific things that you can begin to apply to your life and specific ways that you can partner with your clients with this mindful positive psychology focus that can help them get to a better place with a more positive focus. Megan is coming from a background of science and biology. She has incredible experience and the Whole Being Institute offers some phenomenal trainings around strengths and positive psychology and how we can better partner with our clients. So let's go to our interview with Megan McDonough to learn about positive psychology and how we can implement that as coaches.
Okay, I want to welcome Megan to the show today. Megan is from the Whole Being Institute, which is in what part of the country are you in? Central Massachusetts. Central Massachusetts. Is it cold there today? It is. It's snowy, cold, and icy, but that's New England for you. That's New England. There's many wonderful things. I think one of our favorite family vacations was in the whole New England area, spending like 10 days in in all the great places in, in the East Coast. So thank you for joining me today. You are here to talk about positive psychology in coaching, which is such an incredibly important topic and one of my favorites, very true to my heart. Can you tell me a little bit about the Whole Being Institute? Sure. Bottom line, we're an educational organization that focuses on the science of human flourishing. So there's a lot of self-help out there on how to live a good life. But what we focus on is what does the research say about how we live a good life? So what is the fundamental scientific evidence about how to flourish? So this comes from the field of positive psychology, of neuroscience, of behavioral science. We're very lucky. We live in a time where science is actually interested in studying human growth. What makes us tick? What makes it work to really accomplish what we would like to accomplish in life? So what Whole Being Institute does is we take this science, this evidence-based work. And we said, all right, how do we apply it in our own life? And most of the people that come through courses and Whole Being Institute, many of them are individuals just looking to live a better life, but many of them are coaches like your group and therapists or work as consultants. So whether you're a consultant or a healing professional or a coach, knowing the science behind what you do elevates your work so that you can be more effective and efficient in what you're doing. You're not trying a whole bunch of different aspects. What you're really saying is, how am I running this coaching session with this science of human flourishing in mind so I can best direct my clients towards realizing their dreams. That is really exciting stuff. And being able to put the science to it so that you know you're not just sort of making it up as you go along. There's some solid evidence and empirically based research to support what you're doing with your clients. How do you help the people that come through the Institute better understand positive psychology? And in this instant, let's go ahead and focus on the coaching aspect since that is our audience. Yeah, great. So positive psychology in a nutshell is looking at what works, studying what works. So psychology in general had at one point only looked at what was wrong, what was broken in a person, the anxiety, schizophrenia, mental health disorders, depression. And, you know, after World War II, there was a lot of funds and money being put forth towards doing research on how to fix what was wrong. And it wasn't until the last decade or so that psychology as a field said, hmm, let's start looking at what works. What's at the very growing tips of those human beings who live the best life? And what is it that we can learn from a scientific endeavor about what works? So positive psychology is about the scientific study in psychology of what works to live the good life. So From a coaching perspective, what this means is when someone comes in for a coaching session, instead of looking at and starting with what's wrong, what's broken, what needs to be fixed, what doesn't work in your life that we have to try and make better, we make a conscious effort 
to pull forth from the individual, what is it that's working? What is it that does work well? How is it that you're able to pull on these resources in order to make this work for you? So it really changes the focus of an individual. We know that negative emotions converge attention. It narrows our ability to see more options. So if you have a coaching client that comes in and is feeling very bad and negative about their lives, sometimes they can only hone into, wow, this doesn't work. This is wrong. I've got to get out of this situation. And the more you're in that negative space, the more it really converges your attention. Now, what positive psychology says in this coaching relationship is really setting the stage for allowing the client's uh, vision and outlook on life to be broadened and built so that we begin to look at a bigger span of opportunities. Now, that was rather a long answer. Maybe you oh, but that was I can keep going. Oh, yeah, because there's just an endless uh, supply of really good information. What would be some of the steps or maybe some specific pieces that a coach could look for in helping to broaden that filter and increase options? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you, our uh, faculty member for teaching positive psychology coaching is Linda Wall who is a real expert in positive psychology and in coaching. And what she does is she pulls the tools of positive psychology and says, okay, if these are the tools of positive psychology, let's take them and apply in a coaching session. For example, one of the tools in our toolbox is appreciative inquiry, the work of David Cooperider, which is a way of asking questions to get at what we appreciate. It's a different way of inquiry or an inquiry into what it is that we could appreciate about our life, our strengths, our skills, the people around us. So using the tools of appreciative inquiry, it broadens our awareness to be able to see more. Also things like understanding your own narratives, the stories that you tell from a place of benefit finding. So often we tell our personal narratives from a place of, woe is me, I don't have the job I like, overweight, I don't have the right relationship. Sort of that glass half empty. Yes, Right. And, and that's there. That We're not saying that that's not true, that there's a piece of that story that is a real drag. Part of being a coach from the positive psychology perspective, which Linda teaches so brilliantly, is she has this method of asking her clients to tell the story from a different angle. So she'll ask powerful questions or maybe even make a comment like, wow, it sounds like you really engaged resilience in this situation, that you really employed grit to manage this situation over a long period of time. So no matter what story is being told, that we widen and broaden out the perspective of the person being coached. This is the work by Barbara Fredrickson down at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. She calls it the broaden and build theory of positive emotion. That is, when we put ourselves into a positive state by doing some of the things that Linda just described, appreciative inquiry or narratives, that when we're able to look at our life through different lenses, we're able to actually broaden our visual awareness. I mean, this is not just a mental thing. It's actually a physical thing that happens. Our eyes are actually able to take in more of the periphery when we're in a positive emotion versus in constricted negative state. So the broaden theory says, okay, we can actually see more, but 
then what happens is, is we build our resources over time because these positive emotions are very short-lived. They don't last, poof, they're gone. So what we can do as coaches is then we can build these narratives over time. So if we see people for three, four, five times, we can keep building these resources so that begins to become what Barbara Fredrickson calls a virtuous upward spiral of positive emotions. And this actually does stick with us. It builds capacity and capability over a longer period of time versus just the momentary feel of a positive emotion that doesn't doesn't have longevity. So we want to do two things as coaches, find the positive right now and then build on it as the coaching situation unfolds. And even as you talked about that positive building it gave even a visual of building and creating more strength, building on on the client's strengths and helping them maybe even tune into those, to what those strengths may be. Yeah, that's a great point, Meg. So many of us don't recognize our own strengths. They're so invisible to us because we swim in this, in the water that we don't even know it's right here. So part of a coach's job in positive psychology coaching is to help the clients identify and then engage their strengths. Now, this is actually work done by the VIA Institute, which is an organization that was actually the backbone of positive psychology. Back in the early 2000s, there was about 55 scientists that looked at literature from around the globe. They took literature from philosophy, from religion, from psychology itself, and looked in depth what were the human qualities that were universally admired across the globe in every culture and every socioeconomic uh, situation. What were these strengths? So they came up with a list of what they termed character strengths. These are the things that when we engage in these in ourselves, we feel alive, we feel very good about ourselves because we all have what's known as signature strengths. The things that are positive in us, that are good in us, that when we use them, we feel good about ourselves. So and people example, feel good about being around us. I mean, people, it, it, right. Yeah. That's right. So it, it creates this, this ecosystem within my own body that I feel good about what I'm doing. And also in relationship to my family and my friends and at work, I then start to feel better and others start to feel better because I'm engaging my signature strengths. So if we were to get really concrete, you know, Uh some of the signature strengths are, for example, love of learning or creativity or prudence. So different people will have different signature strengths. And when you begin to know what these are and engage in them, it enlivens you. And in fact, VIA is one of the only assessments that is psychometrically valid and is free. So if your listeners go online, they can actually get the free VIA character strengths survey, a list of questions that helps you identify your signature strengths. And then your coaches can go ahead and use this list. When they hear the stories, if you if you knew someone's story, for example, that their signature strength was appreciation of beauty and excellence, I guarantee when they tell a story, somewhere in there will be that signature strength. And then you can elevate it through that coaching relationship and they can help see the clients know, wow, I am more alive and excited, energetic, more motivated, an overall sense of uh, increased well-being when we engage in our strengths. And help them increase their awareness, anchor them into that strength. And you're right, the VIA strength assessment is free. It's a wonderful resource. The 
resources that are available on that website are wonderful. So I would strongly encourage people to explore that to not only use for your own personal awareness, but also to help your clients increase awareness around their strengths. Yes, yes. And this idea of being mindful, you know, in the coaching relationship of what not only our clients' strengths are, but what our own strengths are. So your coaches could be aware of this, not only for resources for who they're coaching, but also for themselves. So Linda, when she teaches positive psychology coaching, talks about Kristen Neff's work on self-compassion. You know, how is it that we can go a little bit easier on ourselves? We, we would never say things to others that we might say internally to ourselves. So she talks about self-compassion, and that also applies to us as a coach, right? I and mean, we're not coaching, we're not coaching others on their strengths without recognizing how we're engaging our own strength as a coach. We're not coaching on self-compassion until we can notice self-compassion in our own growth as a coach. We don't so much recognize a coaching story until we begin to recognize our own story. I know the tendency is to focus on the other person, especially, I mean, coaches are so, they're such giving, empathetic, as a whole, tend to be Mm -hmm. helping individuals that my first recommendation would be when you think about these positive psychology tools that are very powerful, and quite frankly, your grandmother would give you this advice. The difference is your grandmother didn't have the, the randomized control studies that we now have, and we have that. And so when we put together the best of the best, we can then say, wow, I can apply this to myself as a coach, and I can give this in a coaching session. It elevates both. Wow. That's just really powerful food for thought that, that it all starts. So if we're going to be our best, we have to be aware and be able to kind of practice what we preach as a coach. Well, let me give you an example. I I bet if you asked a coach, you know, tell me about your coaching practice, tell me about your skills. Like if you were in a training session and you asked them, tell me about the skills that you have as a coach. I I would bet, and this maybe would be interesting research to do on your team, (laughs) tell me about your skills as a coach. Probably what you first say, well, you know, I'm not really not comfortable doing these kind of questions, or I don't feel like I have the number of clients that I'd like to have. I'm having different, they would go to what was wrong. What's lacking instead of what's strong. Yes, yes. And that's not their fault, by the way. The brain is actually constructed to hang on more to the negative. It's called a negativity bias. So biologically speaking, all of your coaches, all of the people that they're coaching are wired to notice what's wrong. And that's probably because our ancestors had to notice very subtle cues about the environment. When that grass was moving, is there a tiger there that's going to be that's going to eat me. Right. So we we are hardwired to notice the negative, not just notice it, but actually heighten it and elevate it. And focus but, on it. Yes. Yes. But when we talk about what's working well in our lives, we actually have to expend energy uh, and attention to elevate it because these positive emotions have a very short half-life. They just dissolve away and we could miss it unless we paid attention to it. So Dr. Rick Hansen, I love his sentence. He says, you know, the brain is like Velcro for the bad and Teflon for the good. So your coaches can understand, oh, the reason I'm noticing what's lacking in my skills is because I have a negativity bias. But if I can spend some time elevating what is working in my coaching practice. 
What works well? What am I good at? And sometimes coaches having other coaches themselves can help have these conversations and mentor one another. Take the VIA assessment together. Talk about what your strengths are and how you're using those strengths in your coaching relationship. Practice telling stories to one another about when you are at your best as a coach. What did that look like? Remember and think about the best coaching session you ever did. What was the best one? How did that feel? What you know? What went well? Um, remember it. So you don't have to pick it apart. We're not picking it because sometimes but you want to fit in it, live in it a you, little bit. You want you yeah. want the feelings. To, you want to just save what I would call savor the feelings because there's some there's some evidence that shows if you took a positive emotion and you tried to analyze it and take it apart, that that actually lessens the impact. You want to just marinate and turn towards the good feelings about when you have a good coaching session. Now, what tends to happen if in a day we have one really enlivening and wonderful coaching session and one that kind of missed the mark that was difficult, which one at the end of the day do you think you remember? Your Teflon to, or your, your Teflon to the good one and your Velcro to the, to the one that you're second guessing yourself about. So you'll replay that again and again. Oh, if I had only said this, oh, if I had only done that and you miss what you did well. And that's what you want to elevate because that's what you want to create neural connections and neural pathways. If you did something well, yes, that's what I want to reinforce. So there's a lot there, isn't there? There is a lot there. And just those tidbits that you gave are great to think about and to be Begin, you, our listeners can begin to apply that immediately. Can you tell me just a little bit about the, the kinds of training that the Whole Being Institute offers? Sure. So we offer a bunch of different courses. It depends on what is the individual looking for. For your coaching audience, I would say there's a couple of very relevant courses that we offer. The first is Positive Psychology Coaching taught by Linda Wallace, which is the one we really have been describing. The other one that we have is also taught by Linda is an on-site immersion where we have practice these skills. It's a practicum. It's an intensive. The online course is actually going on starting the 20th of February, February 20th. So it's starting this month. The on-site intensive is, I do believe in June or I think it's in June of this, of this year. It's a brand new course that we're teaching out of Corpalo Center for Yoga and Health. So it'll be a lot of fun if you're listeners have ever been there. It's the largest yoga retreat center in the United States. And when Linda and I were discussing the skills, we understood that there's the theory and the practice on the online course. We do have live webinars, we have forums, we have discussions, we have group work. You have lots of good stuff. And your trainings are um, approved through like it continuing education kind. Yeah. Do, for example, the, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the positive psychology coaching that's starting on the 20th, that has 44 hours approved by ICF, 39 of which are the core competencies. Which uh, for people who are listening, if you're not aware, the core competencies are gold CEUs. They're the CEUs that just you, you want to get under your belt. Yes, thank you for that. And also the one that the on-site that's happening at Kripalu will also have ICF credits. They're just pending. We haven't gotten the official word yet, but we do have for our courses ICF approval. And we do have a longer year-long course that is a certificate in positive psychology, which is really for those people who want to dive deeply into the positive psychology work as a practitioner. That's a year-long blended learning program that actually will probably be rolling out again this summer. We only run it once a year because it is such a big program. So the positive psychology coaching, the on-site immersion, the certificate course. And once a year, we do run mindfulness and strengths in coaching. And that's actually taught 
within Whole Being Institute by the VIA organization. So those of you who are compelled to hear more about strengths building, that would be the one that you would want to do. Lots of good stuff that you offer for the community and for growing as a coach, growing as an individual and being able to be mindful about the thing that you said in that we're hardwired towards the negative. So what can we do to be intentional about the positive? Yes, that's right. I love this work. It's very powerful work. And when you apply it as a coach, it makes a difference in your own coaching practice because you're not trying about, you know, you understand now why certain things are how they are and what we can do about it. So it gives us some language. It gives us the backing and it gives us some tools and techniques that apply specifically in a coaching environment to have our clients reach their goals, which ultimately people come to coaches to realize their dreams, to create accomplishments in their lives uh, in whatever domain it is that they're looking, whether it's work, personal, professional, that's why they go see you. That's why they're seeking that partnership. Absolutely. Megan, I cannot thank you enough for all of the wisdom that you shared and the great resources that you shared for the audience. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you, Meg. I think after Megan's interview, you can see how come this topic and the research around positive psychology, how come it's so near and dear to my heart? It's just really exciting stuff and stuff that you can begin to apply immediately in your own personal growth and in your work with clients as you partner with them to meet their goals. Another very exciting thing is that the Whole Being Institute has put together a free offer just for our audience. For this month, you can get the Infinity in a Box book and 30-day practice completely free. To access the link to this free offer, go to starcoachshow.com, go to the resource page, and you will find the link to this free offer just for the Star Coach audience. You will also be able to access links to the Whole Being Institute, to the Positive Psychology and Coach Training, and other resources that Megan talked about in the show. While you're on the starcoachshow.com website, you might also go to the contact page and enter your information to be enrolled in our ongoing book giveaway. The book giveaway this month is Do It Right, the new book of business etiquette by Valerie Sokolowski. Valerie was our guest in episode two. Also on the site, you can access all of our past episodes. You'll get information about the new membership site that's coming soon and lots of other good stuff. So surf around our site and get all the information that you might need. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm excited to bring you the show again next week. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a wonderful week.